If your story's there, don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. Welcome to Push In, the Cinevic Podcast. I'm your host, Joyce Klein, coming to you from the unceded territory of the Lekwungen-speaking peoples, otherwise known as beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. The filmmaker I'm interviewing today has accomplished more in 15 or so years than most people can manage in 50. We're talking 81 cinematography credits, 37 producer credits. He's been nominated for and won numerous international awards in both roles. But most impressive for an indie filmmaker is that he's already shot two feature films to great acclaim and has a third scheduled for early 2022 release. So you can see why Cinevic chose Andy Hodgson as producing mentor for their Incubators 2.0 workshop and mentorship program. Welcome, Andy. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here. Scene one. I thought maybe we would start with the basics. What makes a good producer? That is a great question. I'm constantly trying to figure it out (laughs) myself. (laughs) Personally, I would think somebody that works very well with everybody else. I would say logistically, anybody could be a producer, but from my expertise and sort of uh, the years of producing in the indie world, it comes down to how well you treat people and how people are feeling about being on your show. And I was going to ask you about your timeline for feature films. So generally, and not to scare anybody, but just from doing several indies uh, now, for me, they take about three years specifically because the first year is all about script writing, getting your idea down on paper. You know, perhaps you're looking at cast, uh, perhaps you're starting to sort of uh, look at funding uh, and ways to generate, you know, money into the production in order to go into production. Uh, the second year for us and my company, we usually, you know, take time to uh, put the movie together. So anything from pre-production, you know, still raising funds, uh, finalizing casting, and then going to production, usually I would say about a year, and then post-production, I'd say probably another year. And then these are just, you know, guessing numbers because from the last three that I've done so far, it seems to be about three years. And then going into sales and distribution, which can take up to (laughs) in perpetuity. What would you most like participants in your workshop to come away with? I think a bit of everything, you know, from um, sort of stories like when we first put the story onto paper, you know, from the planning of the production to come from your heart, you know, to the casting to really visualize what kind of cast you're going to want. Just sort of everything, you know, I kind of tie everything into like a soul experience, you know, to just go out there and, and do it and don't think of it as a job. Love what you do. If your story's there, don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. And I think, you know, sometimes we get too technical of like, what is the producer role and how much is he going to sell that for? And what is the waterfall effect and how much are the investors, you know, and I get that that's really important too. But, you know, the minute you transition it from an art to the business, I personally think it kind of soul sucking, but you have to balance both. But I'd say I just want them to take away that, you know, if you're doing it from the heart, You will learn everything you'll need to learn. What do you consider the least appreciated aspect of producing? 
picking up the garbages at the end of the day when somebody <laughs> else should be doing it. <laughs> at least in the indie world, I mean, there's a lot of things. <laughs> Only because I've been there and done that. <laughs> Scene two. In your roles as a cinematographer and as a producer, you're furthering a director's vision. When you directed your own award-winning short film, El Color Negro, how did it feel? I don't really know. That's a, it's a good question because I've never considered myself a director. It's funny, my business uh, partners always make fun of me because I say, uh, you know, just call it art. I've worked alongside many great directors, uh, many young directors, older directors. I've learned from a lot of directors uh, through producing and cinematography. And uh, when the George Floyd Matter um, incident ha was happening, I, I just sort of wanted to step into the role of just being able to tell a story or a piece of art that was not another media uh, article or you know the black box uh, that people were putting on social media. So I thought, you know, in order to do that, I think I'm going to have to direct my own things in order to tell my voice. And I think now, you know, being in the industry for 18 years and never really thought about directing, directing just sort of uh, came from, again, things that are meaningful to me and things that I think will impact somebody out there in this world. And, and they will be able to say, you know, when I die, you know, Andy Hodgson made that cool little film. And, and I think that's what kind of propelled me to directing and the film did so well and won the award and I've been in a lot of publications now and now it's in the couple of film festivals coming up as well and I was able to win a grant for my second Black Lives Matter film which I just shot in August and now it's going into post so I, I've been very grateful uh, to be learning from a lot of people in this industry that jumping in the directing role was uh, something natural I think. Did you have a mentor yourself? Um, not necessarily through producing or cinematography, but, you know, I, a long time ago, I used to grip in the industry and I worked for a key grip who taught me a lot about set life and, you know, about lighting and about the art of gripping, uh, which is, again, all comes together when you're producing. You know, the more you know, the many more roles that you've done on set, the more important it's going to be because then you're going to know okay, what is the cost of this equipment? Okay, how many people in that department? How do we run this system? So I think it's important uh, that, you know, anybody who's trying to produce should definitely play a role in the film industry, um, whether it's PA and key gripping, uh, wardrobe and whatnot. But uh, I've had few mentors, uh, people that I can, I can call upon and, uh, you know, ask a few questions. I would say... Um, <laughs> One of my biggest right now, just because I'm a little bit sort of, a, I'd like to say kind of maybe halfway through my career, who knows, but my lawyer and my accountant and my therapist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the perfect trio. That's kind of who I'm dealing with now, mostly. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, now that's good advice that we didn't expect. Scene three. A little birdie told me to ask you about odd jobs you had at the Vancouver airport? <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> okay, so can you tell us what that is? <laughs> well, oh my God, the airport. <laughs> That's a good one. I don't know where you guys came up with that. That's uh... <laughs> We research. <laughs> That's funny. Um, 
Yeah, the airport got me through film school. The airport, I did uh, five, six years at the airport as a screening officer. I uh, checked your bags. I, you know, told you to put the laptops in the bins. I <laughs> x-rayed you. I... <laughs> <laughs> the airport, but you know, the airport was amazing. I, I got to say for being in my 20s and working as a screening officer um, and we were unionized and, you know, helped me get through film school. Um, specifically when I started, uh, you know, 2005, six, seven, eight, nine, you know, when I was kind of shooting and things for free music videos, you know, shooting something for like $5,000. And I think that that was like, you know, wow, we got so much money, but yeah, the airport, uh, supported me a lot, a lot of crazy stories about the airport, <laughs> but I will say at one point it's important to know that if you want to get involved and you want to succeed in the film industry, you have to jump. And I say this because one day I woke up and I said to myself, I'm calling in and I'm quitting the airport. And I quit the airport without knowing where my career was going to go in film. And the moment I quit, a buddy of mine was like, hey, I got some movies. Do you want to be a grip? And I was like, does it pay? Yep, I'm there. And that was the greatest thing. And ever since, I got to say, so anybody who's working a second job and, and being in film, when it's ready, time to jump, just jump and leap and you will catch yourself and just have faith. That's what I say. Thank you, Andy. That was great. And we're thrilled that you were on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Tail Slate. And that's a wrap. Join me, your host, Joyce Klein, for the next episode of Push In, the Cinevic Podcast. Thank you.